Welcome to the Lawless Living Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Orbach. In this podcast, we're talking all about interior design, business, wellness, and sustainability. I founded Lawless Design, a sustainable interior design studio, and over the years, I've used my passion for wellness with my creativity of design and found that there's a huge correlation between them. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. This podcast is sponsored by Rise Superfoods. If you know anything about me, you know that I am obsessed with matcha, have it every day. And so I've lately been having their matcha and their mushroom coffee blend. And so instead of just having typical coffee and matcha, this uses a blend of six different mushrooms that they have. And personally, I'm a huge fan of the flavor of matcha that they have. It's ceremonial grade. It's really high quality. And what I like about their blends is that it doesn't give you a huge crash. It has a lot less caffeine and I feel like it just sustains your energy a lot better. So if you want 15% off your order, you can use the code Hannah 15 at checkout. And yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. So you guys are really going to love it. Welcome back guys. Guess who's back? It's me with short hair. Back again. Yes. Shady's back, back again. <laughs> yep. Uh, we talk hair. about all things 2023. Yes, we are. But also, I do love your hair. It looks Thank so you. good. Thank you. you I'm have to very be, excited. You have to be watching the video if you want to see Rafaela's short yes. hair. It looks so good. It's worth it. It de- looks perfect. It's definitely making me want to cut mine. When I saw you walk in, I was like, oh my God, that looks so good. Yeah. I just, there's something about short hair. I feel like it's very... It's chic. It's chic. It's like classy. Mm-hmm. The problem is, Mike doesn't like short hair on me. Which is the one thing I feel like that sounds. I feel like Mike can get over it. No, I mean when I cut my hair short. I... Also, full disclosure, I sent a picture to Carlos right after my haircut, and he, his answer was, "You're crazy." So <laughs> I don't think he liked it, but I love it. I feel like most guys like long hair. Yeah, but I feel like most girls like short hair. Mm-hmm. Or like I, 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 it's just funny how they're different. So leading up to our wedding. Mike's one request, like he's mm-hmm. not like he's such a simple man. Yeah, his one request was, I just want you to look like you on our wedding. Like I don't yeah. want any crazy makeup. Like I don't want your Lashes. hair in a crazy way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like, I just want you to look natural, like you do every day. Right. So I'm like, perfect. I have to go very minimal, like, mm-hmm. and that's like what I wanted too. So I was right. like, perfect. But he did want my hair down, and I yeah. did actually kind of want it up. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's like one less thing you're like a, exactly fixing or annoying mm-hmm. about, like mm-hmm. being annoying about. So I had my hair down. I just had it super basically curled. Um, and then I had like a little like clip in the back or whatever. Yeah. And then a month after our wedding, I just went to the hairdresser and just chopped all my Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I did that for you. Now I'm doing this for me. I didn't tell him. Yeah. And I walked in and he like he off like he was like, oh like obviously it looks good. Yeah. But I just prefer you yeah. with long hair. That's his thing. I feel like long hair, curly hair, blonde hair, it's always the people who don't have it who like it yes so like if you have super straight hair somebody Mm. else who has really curly hair is like oh I love your hair I wish my hair was straight and Mm -hmm. then the straight haired person is like I wish my hair was curly so I I don't know what it is but as I get older my hair gets curlier my hair has gotten less curly see that's so funny like if I show you a picture of me when I was three oh my god like corkscrews no way. Yeah, I have to show you. You're going to be like, what? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, very, very curly. Growing up, I always had bleach blonde, wavy. 
hair. Mm -hmm. And then as I've gotten older, underneath, like I always had like a few like little ringlet curls underneath. But now, because like normally I just, after I get out of the shower, I usually just throw my hair in a braid. Like that's what I've always done probably for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And recently I just like let it air dry without a braid and I just like let it go. And I was like, wait, is my hair curly? Like I had that epiphany and I was like, when did this happen? The texture has changed. It's so different. It's so weird. Yeah. My hair went from really curly to wavy. And now I feel like if I didn't put the blow dryer to it, it would just dry straight. And I'm like, how did this happen? That's crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, almost as crazy as this year. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Do you like that segue? (laughs) Nothing comes close to how unpredictable this year was. Yeah. Um, but Lawless had an amazing year, would you say? Yeah. I mean, it's it's really crazy to look back and reflect on. Um, I feel like we had a lot of different goals and different things, but I feel like there was a lot of things that we set out for goals to happen to do, mm-hmm. but then there was also like other things that came up that were opportunities for us this year that weren't on our list of anything, which was really cool too. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, me too. So I think starting the year, right off the bat in January, the Lala shop got revamped. Yes, we did a revamping. And yes. It needed it. It needed it. it but the pieces are so beautiful that are up. Yeah. And I think the shop as a whole, like the page is very cohesive. It's user-friendly. Like all of that, I think, really embodies what lawless is mm-hmm. um but i the pieces on the shop in the shop now are beautiful i i just love and very vintage. diverse like i feel yes. you can take any of those pieces and do whatever yeah you want with them yeah but that's what i love about vintage stuff like i have it's funny because i feel like we always have so many clients that ask i just had a client this morning ask where we get vintage stuff like do you mm-hmm. go in person do you go online and the answer is like all of the above. I mean, mm-hmm. just wherever. I love just going out and spending, just even if it's a couple of hours, just going to a local mm-hmm. shop and just going through. I feel like they'll just be like random times. I'm like, let me just like go and check things out. And what I like going vintage shopping for is just having an open mind. Yeah. And not going in thinking about, oh, I really need to find X, Y, Z because you never find it. And I think it's just fun to just curate a bunch of items. And I think part of that too, with the hopes of when I started the lawless shop was to be able to branch out and give, you know, people who aren't able to be our clients, at Mm -hmm. least a small piece of us in that sense. Because everything in the shop is handpicked by you. Yes. So it's 100% something that we would have chosen for your house. Oh, hundred percent. I want, I mean, Let's keep in mind. You just got you just got some stuff. Yes, I just got um some stuff from the shop, and we were just having this conversation before we got on air. Whenever you look in a room and it feels too new and too clean, Mm -hmm. that's when you know. I guess a lot of people probably think like, "Well, when would I know? Like, how do I know that my house or my living room or my dining room needs a vintage piece?" It's that when you look at it and everything is brand new, like let's say, well, I just bought a dining room table. So then I bought new chairs and I bought a runner and I, you know, want to 
make it look nice. And I bought this vase from Pottery Barn and I'm like, okay, like this is great, but it looks too much like, like a store yeah. front. Yeah. You know, like I could see my setup inside Pottery Barn and that it was missing some roughness, yeah. if you will. It's like, you gotta, like what I say, you gotta rub some dirt in it. Like yeah. it just needs like earthiness. Exactly. So then I'm like, you know what? I know exactly what I need. And I got a piece from the Lala shop. And now I just feel like it's going, when you look at it, it's going to give that vibe of new lived in. And it just, it becomes more cohesive. And it's curated too. Yeah. I think the problem that people run into when you buy all new is it just feels very cookie cutter and yes. feels like even you've seen it before you've seen it before even regardless if you didn't get everything mm -hmm. at the same store it feels very yes like standard like you could have gone to crate and barrel and just picked everything out there right and brought all that stuff home regardless mm -hmm. if it was or not to me right. i just think having old stuff in just gives it a new life and just i don't know it just yeah it also i just feel feel like it just gives a breath of fresh air to and a, a coziness yes. too when something is it's just like you know wearing that hoodie that you've had for 10 years it feels different when you put it on yeah like it might be you know like faded it might have some holes you can just go buy a new one the new hoodie is never gonna feel like that and it's again because it's been through some stuff you've worn it so many times yes. it's been through the washer and the dryer and blah 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 and when we talk about a room feeling lived in that's the feeling that I think about wearing a hoodie that I've had for a long time that's really comfortable how can I make a room feel that way and vintage pieces is the way 100% yes your um your hoodie thing just reminded me of because it's the holidays and we're going to my parents for Christmas when you the I just saw also like a Instagram or something like that and it's like when you go back to your parents' home and you don't bring clothes because you know you have clothes at the house. Yeah. And it's like, I know I have all of my old high school stuff, both at the, like at mm -hmm. the Cape, I have mm -hmm. all of my college clothes yeah. there that I just never donated. Um, and then I also have all of my high school sports, mm -hmm. sweatshirts, sweatpants, all that stuff. So when I go there, I open up my drawers in my bedroom. I'm like, Oh my goodness like it's just it's really funny and yeah. I love wearing the old stuff it's funny and it, I'm sure it feels super comfortable oh absolutely You're like I can sleep in this I can live in this I'm pretty sure I wear the exact same outfit for the whole weekend exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right so shop vintage shop vintage shop the lawless shop yes um, check out the shop what's it has the a website? lot of different stuff I think it's just lawlessdesign.com slash lawless design shop yes with two p's and any Yes. Because I'm annoying. Because yes. <laughs> we're chic. Because we're chic. <laughs> really, I just wanted to just be different. Something really cool, too, that I think has um, made, made Lawless stand out as a design firm this year are the vinyls yeah. that you started curating for clients. That has been really interesting. Um, I think so sweet. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Like, what how that came about. I remember we had a conversation about it, yeah. but it was something that you were already kind of doing organically, like as you're working on the project. And I know we wanted to leave the client with like a little part of us, yeah. but we didn't really know what, you know, what that would be. Would it be a candle or 
whatever, like a blanket. Like we didn't know what would make sense to leave with a client. I feel like over the years, I, cause we'll do a parting gift for a client at the end of a photo shoot or mm -hmm. like at the end of whatever. And I feel like a lot of times I was doing flowers or a plan or a vase or like just mm -hmm. something. Um, and I really, I, I think this just came up really organically. I have been creating playlists. I'm, I talk about this all the time, but like, I'm such a music junkie. I've mm -hmm. always loved music growing up. I was that annoying person that was like, oh, dad, don't listen to this. Yeah. I was on LimeWire. I'm elitely downloading a lot of music and that's why the computer blew up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, all these viruses and like oh, all the pop-ups. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. It was a wild time. <laughs> it, was so CDs. Wild time. it was crazy. So that's what one of my best friends growing up and I did. We would share music and we burn CDs for each other yeah. and make mixtapes. And I still have a bunch of them, which is yeah. really funny. Um, but I was always loving discovering new music and new artists. And yeah. so I've always just created playlists all the time. And so what I started doing over the last few years is creating project playlists for each one of our projects and making these, I don't know, playlists that felt like they were the mood of the home mm -hmm. and the aesthetic. So then I think I randomly texted you. I think I was so excited when I thought of this idea mm -hmm. that I was like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And so I had this idea to turn the playlist into vinyls and then take the professional photos that we get from a photographer and put that on the album cover and then pick 10 songs that fit on the album um, and be able to give that to the client at the end of the project. I love it. I love that. I think it's just something fun. I've never seen someone do that before. Yeah. So I thought it was something unique. Like I thought that, that so unique. it it's also something personal that in music yeah. too, I think is, a, is the universal language. It's totally like universal. everyone can connect or learn a little bit more about somebody else when you listen to their playlist yeah and it was it's almost like this is what we were thinking of or the mood we were in or the artist you know that we liked while we worked on your project I think it's just nice when I've given it to clients um I think that they're just excited because it's also pro it, it's just it it's just showing another level of care mm -hmm. and it's the customer service that we always talk about it's showing your clients that you care about them and yeah. that you're thinking about them and for different projects, it might be, uh, I've heard music on at the client's home. Like I heard Maggie Rogers on it, one of yeah. our clients. And I was like, I love Maggie Rogers. Mm -hmm. And so I put Maggie Rogers on their playlist because yeah. I just thought, okay, so this is the kind of overall music that they listen to. And it's, I try to take that into account for our clients. Yeah. I think when you're in the service oriented industry, you could never do too much for the client. You know, like no. I, this is one of my biggest complaints about customer service in general is that I feel like the company that I'm working with is not being mindful of my experience. Mm. And if you are in the service industry, I mean, you don't have a client if they don't come back. No. Or, or they refer or you. If they, yeah. If they don't refer you, like that's where your network stops. Yeah. You know, all of our clients we love them. We, we do work for them, but with also the hopes that they love the experience so much that they're going to tell their network about it. And so now the lawless network has grown, you know, because they're going to meet us through whatever. And I think if you're in business, if you're starting a business or thinking about starting a business, 
and you are in the surface industry, you have to think about the client experience at every single moment of the service. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's how do I write this email? How quickly do I reply? You know, is it an email or is it a phone call? And then even after the service is done, you know, how, how can you leave them like still remembering you and still grateful for, for what you, for what you did while you were there? Yeah. I don't, I feel like there's a lot of that lacking. Well, I think it's, it, it's just small little Mm -hmm. gestures and like little things. I, it, I love gift giving to people because Mm -hmm. I like taking something that they might've said in passing or like just like a one hand off comment. And I love being able to just remember that and then give that to them or like have that be come up or whatever. I just think it's the small things that shows people that you're actually listening. Of course. And people feel seen and known. I mean, a huge thing with us, with our business, with Lawless is probably half of our clients come from referrals, Mm -hmm. whether that's a client referral, vendor, you know, architect, builder, whatever, that's probably half of our business. The other half is social media. Right. But people always ask, how do you get clients? Like, where do you get your clients from? We get them from the people that we know. Yeah. It's delivering the best service consistently. Yeah. I, this year specifically, I think we've spent a lot of time talking about that. I mean, that's our number one topic it's you and like, I talk about. <laughs> like all the time, at least once a month, we have some sort of like meeting really focused on it. Like what are, what is our process? What systems do we have in place? Is it working for us internally? How is it coming across to the client? Is it helpful to them? Is it not? And I mean, we spend so much time talking about it because at the end of the day, we are in the service industry. How do we provide the best service, you know, Mm -hmm. and how do we make it so not that they can't have a good experience at another interior design firm. They absolutely can, but how do we differentiate ourselves? Um, and, and how do we stay consistent? And the way to stay consistent is like with systems and process. And I think that's why we talk about it so much. Cause we're like, is the system that we have now can we duplicate it 55 times over? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, you have to tweak it. Mm-hmm. And so the same way that the client that's referring us had a really good experience, we have to make sure that the referral has a really good experience. Because again, at any point, you can get cut off from a good referral. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's something that we really focused, like the vinyl is a really nice gift, but I think in general, we really focused and talked about that a lot for the business. I think that's a huge thing. And we'll get into this in like some of the later months and stuff. I think a huge thing with us is like focusing on the client experience Mm -hmm. and customer service for Mm -hmm. sure. It's been huge. Yeah. One, another thing that you primarily did this year was get out there and network and go to events and conferences. My worst nightmare. You were a busy bee. I have never, I think I, in the three years leading up to this, I think in this one year I've done more events. No, you were outside. Than I have. You were outside. I, I actually felt it was, it was tough for me mm-hmm. just because I'm, I'm very introverted and I don't yeah. think people realize that. I think when people hear that my mom, when she heard this on the podcast, when I said this before, she's like, you're not introverted. I'm like, are you serious? Like, me? I'm you're like, like, absolutely. A hundred percent. I yeah. am. People uh, say the same thing about me. But I think it's that people confuse being introverted with being shy. Yes. 
And it's like, no, I'm not necessarily shy, but in order for me to recharge, I need to be alone or at home or usually doing something by myself. I would say though, I am pretty shy too, though. Mm -hmm. I think like for me, I'm not shy around once I meet someone Yeah. or if someone comes up to me that like, that's totally fine. Like I'm not a shy personality kind of person, Yeah. but I am just shy to like initiate, initiate conversations or go up to someone. So that must've been extra hard because at network events, not only did you have to leave your house, but then a lot of times you have to start the conversation. Totally. It, it's, it's, That's, it's my worst nightmare. I've never been to a network event by myself because of this. Like maybe it's something that I will work on in 2024. Maybe, nope. maybe I will just think <laughs> about doing it. I think like no. I'll spend all of 2024 just thinking about it. And then maybe I'll act on it in 2025, but I've always needed like a security blanket. I, I actually think that it's good. Like, I think that you, it's a lot of growth and development Mm -hmm. because I think that it also comes with confidence too. You have to walk into a room and know that you can go up to anyone and talk to them and hold a conversation. I think that's really important. That's something that I have learned. And also as a business owner, it's like at the end of the day, like you got to get work, you got to get jobs, but also Mm -hmm. I want to meet people who are going to work on our jobs. Yeah, There's been so many times that we, you know, I went to an event last year and now we're working with the, uh, the builder because we needed a builder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, this, this team's going to be awesome for this project. And now we're working with them. So I think it's really important because you're not only marketing yourself quote unquote for the business but you're also looking for people in trades and to connect with people Mm -hmm. in the industry because at the end of the day clients are not only hiring you for your skill set but they're also hiring you for the trades that you're going to bring into their project yeah absolutely it's huge yeah yeah it becomes like a little it's like a network you know like if you know gcs they can bring you in if you know painters or if you know architects so you're not, you're just like in this industry, you don't want to just meet potential clients per se. You want to no. meet the people that also get clients that could possibly bring you in. Yeah. And I also just think it's uh, on another level. I think it's just nice to be able to support the community absolutely, and the design community. I think that, you know, I went to, uh, the new England, what was it? Uh, was it the new England hall of fame? Did I go to that one? Yeah. Yeah. I went to the new England mm-hmm. hall of fame one. And it's just, it's really inspiring to yeah. watch these people that are, you know, have been in the industry for several more years than us and to have these incredible careers. And I think that's really inspiring. And I think that's really important for us as a community and a design community to be able to lift up the people. Yeah. Also, if you stay in your bubble for too long, you miss your growth opportunities. Like you went to that conference in the West coast with other interior designers. Was that November? That was October. October. And you came back with so much good stuff. Oh my gosh. Just between not only the information from the conference, the conference itself was great. Mm -hmm. The women that I met there it was so incredible. Yeah. And I think what was really cool about that. So I actually just went to coffee with one of the girls um, mm-hmm. who I met there. She lives out on the Cape. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool to meet another designer that started her own business as well um, and be able to connect 
on that level too. And there's other few other um, New England designers there that I hadn't known. Mm -hmm. So it was just really nice to be able to meet other women. And I hadn't been to, it wasn't necessarily an all women's conference. Mm -hmm. I think there was one guy there because I mean, like, let's be honest, it's an interior design Mm -hmm. conference. So it's primarily women. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was so much easier going to a women's event. It mm-hmm. just, it's so much easier being able to just, there's women there. Yeah. Um, it, it just is. It, yeah. It, there's, it's like a different dynamic. It's a little bit more, I think you, I mean, it's also a conference and all of us, I would say were relatively, you know, within probably like 15 years of each other. Mm-hmm. So you just bond. There were right. 60 people. You yeah. bond a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, we have group texts that will, I see texts come in like every day um, from people just like asking questions like, Hey, like, do you guys have a vendor for this? Or like, have you tried this or Mm -hmm. what accounting stuff? Like there's just anything. It's nice to be able to have that community because if you're trying to do this by yourself, you're only going to get so far. You need other people. And I think it just becomes really lonely to do anything by yourself, but also start a business, maintain a business, grow a business on your own. And also at some point, like you just run out of ideas. Like you're only one person and you only see things from your POV. I don't think that you will grow as a business if you do not bring other people's insight in. Like if you don't have a mentor or a peer or Mm -hmm. something like that, Mm -hmm. you are not God's gift to this world that, you know, knows everything. Yeah, and I think sometimes you're just too close to it. You are. Because you're working it every day and it's hard for you to see the deficiencies or inefficiencies, you know? Totally. So when you have someone who has a business that's similar to yours and kind of is further and gets that overview, they can point out really quickly the gaps. Yes. And that's a blessing. And I would say, I think sometimes people get caught up like, oh, you know, I can't have friends in the same industry that I'm in because what if they take my clients or if what if somebody that's not a thing one of our one of that's one just of, not a one thing. of my... let's just leave that whatever mentality that is in 2023 and know that you are always better if you want to do something you are always better by attaching yourself to someone who's already doing it well and also the fact one of my good friends in the design industry referred us for a project Mm -hmm. because she, it was her friend. Right. And she did not want to work on her friend's home. And I don't blame her. And this is an awesome client. Mm -hmm. And now we have this awesome opportunity. Right. And just because, and I, you know, I say this all the time, just because one person is succeeding does not take away from your success. There is so much there are plenty of people that want their house remodeled There's or built or whatever. There's so many opportunities yeah. to go around. And I think that it's actually better mm-hmm. when there's when there's more people in this industry and causing more more people wanting yeah. design in their homes and designers and you know all this creativity. It's better. You're actually creating more of an opportunity for everyone because more people want that. Exactly. It's that scarcity mindset if you believe that you're going to hold all your trades in or like, you're not going to like give, you know, people a vendor, your vendor Mm -hmm. list or Mm -hmm. whatever. You're only going to get so far with that. Yeah. It's just not worth it. You're going to end up putting a lid on yourself and on your potential. If you don't take the help from others, but also if you don't help others coming behind you, I 
firmly believe that, you know, like we've all needed help to get to where we are. So it's almost our duty, if you will, to help the people that are coming behind us. I actually think it's funny when you go to events or conferences and there's a talk or whatever. I think it's what's actually interesting is a lot of times the people asking questions are people who have a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I feel like sometimes people don't want to ask questions because they don't want to feel dumb Mm -hmm. or like they don't know anything. I feel like actually the people who know a lot, know a lot because they ask those questions. Yeah. The more questions Curiosity you ask, is yeah. the way. You in mm-hmm. always wanting to learn. Yeah. I think that's really important and just growing and developing with people. Yep. You mentioned that being running a business is can be lonely. It's the hardest part about the job. I find I struggle with that on a daily basis, mm-hmm. just you know, with with whatever I'm doing. Um, and I think that can be difficult. So finding people who you can not only relate to, but also look up to, yeah. I think is really important. But also what I think was cool this year too, that we did is we had our first intern, Liana. Yeah. She was so great. Uh, I sent her a lawless design hat oh, the other day. Sweet. Uh, her and I still text all the time about yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And it was just so great. It was, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. So when she first emailed me, uh, we got a decent amount of yeah uh interns that mm-hmm. have reached out and quite honestly i a lot of times if like i, I just never i was like ah, i don't know like we we just don't really need one and mm-hmm. then this summer i was like we need one yeah we, we need an intern and she was from endicott and i was like oh perfect we mm-hmm. hopped on a call and i was like she's perfect for this role and she yeah. was so great she did amazing and um i I'm like, when you graduate, you're going to come work here. Yeah. <laughs> so no I one have set out your path for you. No one steal her. <laughs> Liana. She's always. Liana, you're coming back. We claimed her. Yes. Um, but it was funny because <laughs> when I was talking to her, I was like, oh, an intern, like in college, like I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not that much older. <laughs> like I'm like five years older than, yeah, you yeah. know, college kid. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking. She's like, oh yeah, I'm 19. I'm like, oh, oh. 31. Oh, this is 12 years. Yeah, you, are like, not, <laughs> you are what not. Whoa. You are not thinking. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was a uh, very off there. Yeah. I thought it, that was a really big reality check. She told me I didn't feel that old though. Oh, you didn't feel old. That's good. <laughs> probably because I talk as long about, as you don't feel old. Probably because I talk matters. about Taylor Swift. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was another highlight. Can I talk about that? Yes. But, and then you can talk about Beyonce. Okay. That those are per, these are my personal highlights. Yes. This because yeah because this year's been really crappy. So so we're just adding joy wherever we can. So we're adding joy. Taylor Swift. I went to the Aero Show. Yep. Um, best concert ever. I've been to all of her shows since mm-hmm. I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness. The performance just, yeah. The production uh, is wild. The production. Did you see the movie? Like, did you go to the concert movie? No, did I you rent didn't, it? but I'm, I want to watch it. Like I want to rent it. You should rent it. Yeah. It, I have a few days off for the holidays. I think I'm going to do that. I think you will actually, uh, I know you respect her, but I actually, whenever think- I watch anything with her in it, like, well, the only thing I've seen is like documentaries, but even yeah. when I watch like an interview with her or something like that, I like her as a person, Yeah, you know, like her music style isn't really like my vibe, but I, but I want to watch the horror movie Yes, because I'm sure that it goes into a little bit of like background stuff, 
And I just love watching like how the, their mind works. But I also, her mind works. I also just think that it shows her playing acoustically and mm-hmm. it shows her like, I think the problem where people don't like her music, mm-hmm. a majority of the time, it could also just be, you just not your kind of music. But I think a lot of times is all of her singles are her most poppy songs. Right. When you start doing a deep dive into her albums, none of her other songs sound like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's kind of just interesting. But I went to the show at Gillette, and it was the best concert ever. Um, and I want to go to see it again in person. You want to travel the world and follow her? One of our clients actually offered me tickets to, um, was it Stockholm? And you said yes? I did not, just because I, I don't oh. know. I know. Well, I just don't know life right now. So yeah. it was too far. It was almost a year ahead of time. And I was like, I just can't plan that far right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to wait and see. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, follow her around the globe. Why not? Oh, my gosh. As I'm long just... as you have your Mac, you, you can do anything. That is true. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I'm delusional mm-hmm. and think, I've told you this, that I think one day we're actually going to design one for homes. We are. Just but say it here. Say it here. We're so going to we design one of Taylor. But I need to play it chill because I don't want to come off like yeah. a crazy fan, which I'm not. I'm a cool fan. Like, I'm chill. Like, like you, you're a fan that really respects her. I respect her. I'm not going to stop you're not her or stand outside her. I don't understand the people that stand outside of it's weird. celebrities' homes. It's so weird. Or when they're outside the recording studio. That, to me, is so creepy. I don't understand being that obsessed with anybody. It's just weird. Actually, when I went to go visit, visit my brother last year, we were going to a thrift store mm-hmm. and we were walking on maybe it was Westville. I, I don't know New York that mm-hmm. well. We were walking mm-hmm. somewhere and all of a sudden I just look up and electric studios mm-hmm. is right there. And mm-hmm. that's where she records like Lana Del Rey, yeah. uh, Jack Antonoff. Like that's where like all these mm-hmm. major people record. And I was like, <gasps> Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. And I was like, Zach, imagine if Taylor's in there. Yeah. <laughs> I just like snapped a photo of the door. Yeah. But then we kept walking. I'm like, I'm not gonna be a creep. Were or you like camp there for hours. People do that like at our homes and it's just weird. It's weird. I mean, these people have what's happening? What's the beeping? I, I need to turn the roast off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pause. The roast is fine. Don't worry, okay. guys. Very good. We're concerned. having we're having the roast for dinner. Um, so I went to Beyonce in August to the Atlanta show. That must have been so cool. At the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which I had never been at before. The stadium is so beautiful. So, so, so beautiful. They did a really good job. Okay, and fun fact. The South is its own world. The South is the wild west. And Not really. Let me tell you. No, that's how I feel about the South 95% <laughs> of the time, except for this one fun fact. So we got food before the show started. And I got a basket of chicken tenders and fries. And you know how when you like up here, if you buy anything at like Fenway or Gillette, it's a million dollars. Like, yes. Any little thing that you get is like $50. And you're like, what did I just buy? Yeah. So my basket of fries and chicken tenders were $5 with a drink. So I got a full meal for $5. And this is the kicker all over the stadium. And I don't know if they do this for everything or if it was just for this event. But all over the stadium, they have soda machines, so you get refills for free. Like what? you, yes, you buy the meal, you get the cup, and throughout the whole stadium, there are the refill machines, and you just don't pay for a drink ever again. So I went to. Uh, I was mind blown. I went to a Patriots game at Gillette probably uh, five or six years ago, mm-hmm. 
maybe maybe four or five years ago. And it was one of their almost 100. It was over 90 degrees there. It was insanely hot that day. And they actually ran out of water at Gillette. And so they were charging for tap water. What? No. And this is the kind of shit that happens up here. Yeah. Like, I... (laughs) This is why when everyone's like, it's not an affordable place to live. Like this is, I mean, you're already paying for the ticket. Yeah. And now I have to pay for tap water. It was literally tap water. I was like sick. That, yeah. that That's a, you know what though? They started doing, so Mike and I went to Red Rocks last year for my birthday to see the bleachers. And they actually allow you to bring in your own water bottle. That makes sense. Which me. is so cool. And yeah. then I went, when we went to Gillette this year, my friend looked up online. She said, oh, I think they actually allow you to bring in a water bottle. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't trust that. And I also mm-hmm. don't want to have to chuck my $40 exactly. stainless water bottle, yeah. you know, if I yeah. bring that in and they're like, yeah, you cannot have that. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't bring it, but they allow you to now. Okay. Yeah. Getting it together. Yeah. So they're changing stuff, which is so nice because that is nice. I just don't understand that. I mean, it's a basic need. Water. But it like, it's an essential need. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. So, anyways, that I start it started off in a really good foot with that whole food situation. That sets the tone. And, the pri- and I was like, food sets whoa. the tone. Yeah, yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. Um, so this happened, and I I still kick myself about it. So we got, grabbed our foods, we went to our seat, and Beyonce kind of like does whatever she wants. She doesn't announce anything, so we didn't really know what time she was coming on. We were trying to figure out based on other shows what time she would be on. Yeah. So at this point, it's Was like, there an opener? No. So this is oh, like- she doesn't do opener? No, she does sometimes. But this entire tour, there was no openers. Oh, wow. She only had like two features, which was Megan the Stallion and Kendrick Lamar. It was like the L- LA show and the Houston show. But mm-hmm. other than that, like even in New York, people were expecting, because Jay-Z's from New York, so people were expecting there to be mm. features. A lot of celebrities in New York, obviously. Nope, nothing. So this tour was really just about her and, mm-hmm. and the, the music. That's cool. Um, which was cool, you know. But again, she's never going to do what she's done before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people were going expecting, oh, maybe she's going to bring so-and-so up, so-and-so out, or she's going to have an opener. And no, none of that this time. So we got to our seats at about, I want to say 8.30. Mm-hmm. And... We're like, okay, like at this point, like, you know, she's going to come on at like nine. That's what we're thinking. So I, my friend and I ate and we're like, well, let's go look at merch now because after the show, it's going to be a zoo. And we knew we wanted to buy like a hoodie or a t-shirt or whatever. We love her merch. It was especially the Renaissance merch was so, so, so dope. So I, we walk out and we're in line to get the merch and I just hear the stadium like shake oh man but it's like a random time it was like 8 52 yeah and we were like paying and i'm like is this it i and i'm turning to my friend asia and i'm like is is that her like is she out right now and she's like i don't know maybe there is an opener maybe the, and so we're i'm like so the cashiers are like i'm like cash me out right now I'm like freaking out I'm like I don't even care they're like what size I was like whatever size like and we like ran so fast and (laughs) yeah and so I was like running and I heard her start singing um what's the song 
dangerously in love, which is oh. what she opened. Oh, that's opened a good the tour opener. With, that's a good opener. Which she had never opened with that before. It was it's a really slow song. And I'm like, no way I missed the opening of the show. And so we're like running and I can hear her sing and the crowd's going wild. Like you can barely hear her because everyone's screaming so much. And so I was like so annoyed because I wanted to watch her like actually come on stage sure. or whatever. But we you know we made it to our seats. We caught half of the song and the entire show was just incredible. It was like two hours and 40 something minutes entertainment the entire time yeah the visuals were insane i kept telling my friend if i had if we had come here for the visuals alone it would have been worth my money that's what i told mike when um i actually had mike go to the theater with me to watch the thing i would never ask mike to go to a concert with me Mm -hmm. i'm not that kind of but he it's just not his kind of music he will listen to it because i love it but Mm -hmm. it's just not his kind of music but I did ask him, I was like, hey, can we do like a date night and go to a movie? And I was like, I actually think you'll appreciate the mm-hmm. production. Yeah. And after he's like, all right. Like it was, she did a good job. Like right. he was like, yeah, it's cool. But it's like also just not his kind of not music. Thing, yeah. But, but you can appreciate it for what it is. And he knew everything. Yeah. <laughs> so of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the show was amazing. I was like, this is the best night of my life. Like by far. Just... You know what Beyonce does that I think is so unique? She makes you feel so respected Mm. as the audience. Mm -hmm. Because no matter where you're sitting, you could have paid $1,900 or you could have paid $200. And you get the same experience because it's in the visuals. It's the lighting. Mm -hmm. It's everything. You know, it's the stage design. She's thinking about those people that are going to be on the top seats just as much as she's thinking about those who can afford the floor seats Mm -hmm. and the care and the detail that she puts into that. It just makes, it made me feel like, wow, this person doesn't know me, but values my work and what I had to do to be able to afford this ticket so much that I just got two hours and 40 something minutes of quality of greatness you know um and I think she has consistently done that in her career which I think I think that's why her fans are so loyal yeah because they know she's not going to put anything out unless it's prime you know um so that was amazing and then she came also came out with the um renaissance film yeah which I I watched as well I I haven't seen it I do want to see it I Destiny Child is my like favorite growing up I mm-hmm. loved Disney Child and I loved Beyonce growing up I I will admit I have fallen off yeah recent years I feel like after college I kind of just mm-hmm. hadn't really listened to her music much but that woman is incredible and incredible. like and when you watch the film it shows the background obviously like a lot more of what was happening in the background of the production and at one point in the film she says like I haven't had a day off in 42 days and you're just like what and but she doesn't have normal, you know, nine to five days. Right. They're like sixteen hour days. Yeah. And all the time she's like sleeping at the studio or she's sleeping wherever. And she'll only leave to like shower and drop off her kids at school. So it, it's it, it's someone who's so dedicated to their craft. Yeah. Um, it's really inspiring to see. The movie is amazing. You feel like you're right back at the concert. And my friend who I went to the concert with, I also went with her to watch the film in theaters. And we were saying like, 
while she was putting on this performance, she was filming this film. Yeah. So she's doing two things at once, but you feel like she's present the entire time. Like there are scenes from the Atlanta show in the film. That's cool. And I'm like, I did not once felt like, I didn't feel like her attention was divided, Mm -hmm. but she was in the middle of filming this documentary. Like cameras were in her face. She was interacting with the camera and with the audience at the same time. What? And singing and dancing, holding all those notes, you know, like waving to people, touching their hand. Just so amazing. Um, That was definitely one of the highlights of my year. Yeah. 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 Just crazy. For sure. I think that we both had our favorite artists do these epic tours. Yeah, oh, so it was just God. really cool. It was just so good. I also saw Noah Khan. Uh, I went to a few concerts this year. I saw Noah Khan, which was also incredible. And I also saw Dermot Kennedy uh, at the MGM in mm-hmm, Boston. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool venue. It was the first time that I'd been to that venue. It's new. Yeah. It's kind of an elevated house of blues. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's a just it's it, smaller kind of cozier type vibe it just feels more adult yeah it's, were you standing i was in the standing room yeah i was supposed to then also see ben howard last month mm-hmm. he canceled the tour oh. uh, which was such a bummer That's um amazing. we were supposed to go as big group mm-hmm. uh, with some of my friends from college mm-hmm. and um so that would have been fun but yeah. i think Hopefully he'll do it next year. Yeah. So it'll just be something to look So you were year. like outside professionally and in your personal life. Like you were just out, out I there think I tried year. doing more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think for a while I like wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think for probably two or three months I just was shelled up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we all know what happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but then I think I just was like, all right, now I'm just going to do all the stuff. Yeah. Let me just get out there. Let me get out there. Yeah. Let me just do everything. Yeah. So that was definitely something that um, I did this year. Yeah, that's was amazing. Fun. Yeah. And can you confirm that networking is the way to go? I think so. I mean, like, it's still really hard, but I do feel like the more you do it, mm-hmm. the easier it is. Like, now yeah. I go, you know more people, so you don't feel alone. Right. So I think that's the big thing. Like, the more and more you do it, the less scary it is. And what my brothers said to me is that you have to remember that everyone is there for the same reason. Yeah. That's, that's what he said. He also told me that, um, I should drink when I'm there and I go, I don't drink anymore. And he goes, that sucks for you. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you just have to go. Yeah. Sober and stay sober. Yeah. That's fine. That's all right. Um, yeah. So make sure you network in 2024. What other for stuff? all the listeners. We did a video of Stairway to Heaven. We yeah, did, that was the first, first time. That was a first professional videography that we did, which was really cool. Because so we, we usually just do the photo shoots. Yeah, depending which on the is project, great. Which is awesome. But I think the video was more interactive. I think it I think it was fun to do. I think that it also helps describe more of a project. Right. I think what's tough with interior design is, yes, you see a pretty photo, but mm-hmm. then that's it. You don't really yeah. get the background. So it was nice to be able to make a long format video about describing why we added certain things in. What I would love to do more of is, and this is like needing me to better plan, but maybe have multiple site visits Mm -hmm. with getting professional video and having... So you can see more of the process. Yeah, more of a process kind of thing I think would be really cool. No, yeah, I think so too. That's awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. That's still on YouTube if you want to watch it. It's on YouTube. We have a few reels up on Instagram. 
I just found out, this is so embarrassing. I just found out that there's a tab just for reels on oh, Instagram. Wow, really? I, I never knew that. I'm a little embarrassed for you. I'm no, not going to lie. I was like, wait, what is this What did button? you think that you had never clicked on that before? No, I don't really click around. I never go on the Explorer on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a scroller. Okay. That's, I'm, you post your thing and then you're out. I post my thing. I I tap a few stories. Mm-hmm. I have like a handful of people's stories I'll watch. Yeah. And then other than that, I, I actually have been interacting a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. I think just also, I think being reinvigorated with going to conferences and meeting people. Right. It's like, oh, I want to engage with their exactly. stuff. I want to yeah, see yeah. what they're up it, to. It is a way to stay connected. I mean, social media has turned into like all these other weird things, but primarily it's a way to stay connected. I think the part where I have to find a clear role is because I had you in February take over mm-hmm. socials for a few weeks because I knew I couldn't be in seeing anything on social media. Yeah. yeah, just because of personal stuff. But I um I mute everyone for the like other than if you're wondering if you're muted, you probably you are. Mute- <laughs> it's not personal though. it's totally not personal a lot of it but also feel free to mute us if no it's for your mental health <laughs> well okay yeah that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm such, what's the word i'm such a hypocrite right <laughs> so i mean like if we're i don't know making you spend more than you make by looking at these designs or whatever or you hate matcha and you're just like this girl i don't know yeah or if it's you know really getting to you but do what you got to do. What I realized is I was comparing myself to a lot of people. Well, that's what it is. It was a lot of peers. Yeah. I started comparing myself to. I started like being like, oh, they're working on this. Why aren't I working on that? And it's like, why? We're working on. And a so- lot of the times stuff. when you see, like, let's say you're, just, you know, thinking about starting an interior design business or even going to school for it. You look at someone's content on social media and you think, let me not post the content that I have. Because I'm an amateur at this. Yeah. Like, I don't have the pictures that she has. I don't have that size project. And it just keeps you from doing your thing because you're looking at what somebody else is doing and saying mine doesn't compare to that. Well, yours isn't supposed to. But I also think you've been at this for a long time now. And imagine if you had never made the social media account to begin with. I mean, I didn't for a year. I had lawless design. I didn't have an Instagram for maybe not a year, but like six months. Yeah. Because I was still, when I started lawless, I was still mm-hmm. working at the architecture firm and I didn't want them to find out I had a side business. Yeah. You felt <laughs> weird about that. Yeah. Which I get, like, I totally get that. And some places aren't as gracious about that. Like they never knew they when don't I was want there. You to, right. So yeah. I understand like people feeling insecure or like, Oh, am I going to lose my full-time job if I disclose this or whatever? But I think, you know, Definitely, if you have a full-time job and you want to start this as a side gig and you want to be on socials, I think it's a great way for people to get to know you and your work and yeah. what it's what's unique about it. Um, and just don't compare. You know, there are designers that have been doing this for 10 years, 15, 20 years. Like, of course, they are working on these multi-million dollar homes. And of course, they know a lot of people and they get all these features and accreditations. Like, But that doesn't mean that that doesn't take away from your start. I think too, what's tough about our industry is it's so visual and everything is judged on a photo. Right. And what's tough about our industry as well is, especially in the last few years, project photo shoots are more rare. 
projects have just been lingering on for years and there's a, it, it's really tough to finalize a project to get it to the point of a photo shoot. And we're also very particular where we photograph a percentage of our projects. We don't do not photograph every project we work mm -hmm. on. Um, I'm very specific on the ones that we do. And, you know, it could be that the place is beautiful, but maybe it's, you know, it's maybe not the brand that we want to put out or whatever. Right. Like there's just any little thing or. Which really complicates the whole content situation because you're like, well, I want to have content daily. And we don't have a lot of that. Right. You know, we, we you just have to get creative. We probably have a dozen professional photo mm -hmm. shoots at on our website right now. I've done more, but you know, as you mm -hmm. progress, you, you know, I've taken some of the earlier ones off. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's really tough because you, there's only so much content you have. Right. And so it's, how do you create more content? How do you do more content? And I feel like that's something that I've re like started realizing in the past probably month or two mm -hmm. that, it, and you've been telling me I need to focus more on content because yeah. it's tough. For me personally, social media has always been something that's kind of been on the back burner because I'm like, well, I have projects and business development right. and like all this stuff. Like there's just so many other mm -hmm. million things that it's social media is just like another thing to add and it's easy not to do. Yeah. But then I have to remember we get a lot of projects from social media and if we're not adding yeah. to that and I'm not prioritizing that, then where are people coming to us from? Like, how right. are we getting projects? How are people knowing what our design philosophy is? Yeah. And, everything? and I even feel like at this point, social media has become a part of business development. Yeah, it is. Um, and so it is an area that Lawless fo focused on a lot more this year. Yeah. And I think the content is getting better every year. And that's the thing. Your content in five years is going to look so much better than the content we have out now. And, I'm but you can't let that stop you. I'm so embarrassed. Every once in a while, you'll see someone liked like a very early on photo. Right. And you're like, ooh, bogus. I think probably what happens is because I'm such an avid Pinterester. Mm -hmm. So I think that people probably see something. From, they're probably definitely not scrolling from years ago on right. our social, on our Instagram. But I think it probably comes up on Pinterest because Pinterest is evergreen. Everything lives there. Yeah. It doesn't just die within 30 minutes of you posting it. So I think people find it from Pinterest. I'm like, oh, geez, like, what is that? It's like a travel photo of me. I'm right. like, why is that, why is on, that on there? Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like food, you just post. <laughs> you're like, I need content and I had to post this. Whatever. That's what I had to do. Starting you out. just do what you have to do at the beginning. Starting out, I definitely just posted anything. I posted my apartment, posted living in Boston, mm -hmm. posted Mike and I used to travel every month. Yeah. used to post that. used to post my food. Hannah Beth Fit. Shout out. <laughs> That's a whole nother pod episode. I tried Googling it the other day when you, and it when came you referenced, up. no, nothing came up. I was like, oh, oh it's wiped sad. off the face. That's so it's sad. like kind of sad, like RIP, but Annabeth yeah. Fit had its time. She had a good run. She had a good run. She, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, speaking of social media, Lawless got featured in the Boston Globe. That was exciting. Year. Yeah. That was How exciting. did that make you feel? It was exciting. I think what was cool. So, is that a proud mom moment? It's proud because you work on these projects for years mm -hmm. and to have someone recognize it. And what was cool was, so our photographer, people ask, I actually have gotten asked multiple times in the past month, how we get these features. Cause mm -hmm. we don't do like, we don't have a PR person or whatever. And quite honestly, our photographer is just incredible. And she pitches all of our stuff. Mm -hmm. We do not 
pitch. We do mm-hmm. not have a PR person. She does the pitching for us after we do a photo shoot and she'll be like, Hey, I think that this place would be great for this, this mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. And so she sent it to one of the writers that, uh, does a lot of the articles for us. And she sent it, she reached out to the magazine, this all, this whole email thread within a span of, I kid you not 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I heard back that the globe was picking it up and getting it. Wild. And, it. and I was like, what? Shout out to Joelle. Oh, she's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. She's incredible. And this is just another example of what happens when you join forces with other people in business Yeah, and how they can benefit you and you can benefit them. I think it's just important too, because Joyelle reached out to me years ago when I first started my business. Mm-hmm. It was actually when um, home polish was still a thing because she yeah. was the home polish photographer and we grabbed coffee. I was living in the North End then. We mm-hmm. grabbed coffee and I was like, oh, she's just a cool person. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of times when we're working with people, mm-hmm. I want to work with people who we drive with, like who yeah, personality wise we can get along with, who have the same goals for their business mm-hmm. where they're really passionate about what they do, but they also, you know, just they're easy to work with. Like that to me is so important as well as talent. Yeah. Of course. Like yeah. I, and I think we've been able to find amazing people over the last few years that have all of those qualities yeah, lucky. and you can just trust them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the biggest part about stress is you don't stress about the things that you need to do or that you've done or whatever. You stress about the things that other people are doing because you don't have control over it. So if you mm-hmm. can find people that you trust who do amazing, incredible work, there you go. That's a lot of the battle. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Totally. That was really cool to see the project on there, to see our name mentioned. It was a fun project. Yeah, that was really fun. Everything else that happened for Lawless is going to be on the blog. Yeah. There's been a lot more stuff that's happened that we haven't touched on in this episode. So if you want to know all the other juicy stuff that went down in the business, go to our blog. You got to check out Rafaela's blog post on that. Yes, you do. Because hey. it was a long year, even though it went by fast. It was a very long year. It was a, it was a lot of, was a little insane, but we made it. Um, yeah, so the blog came out yesterday. So yeah. just go to our Wallace Design page at the top. You can click on the blog and it'll be the very first posting. There so you, you can find out what happened January through December. Woo! Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. We're going to go eat now. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'd absolutely love if you could go on and rate and review us on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, it's lawless underscore. And our website is lawlessdesign.com. And can't wait to see you next week.